I would say similar to what I was just mentioning that really make sure you have a, a support system in place, um, both for the business itself and also for your personal life um, so that there's kind of that, that team to, <laughs> to work towards the next goal with. Um, I certainly did, you know, I, I got a certificate in veterinary business and I've been doing research and learning um, to prepare myself for this, but also I feel like I have a lot to look forward to in learning. And um, I realized like, I don't have to know it all on day one. I can, I can work towards um, learning those skills and, and building on those skills that I already have. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Courtney Post, and this is Let's Bet Together by Subeto a show where we'll be highlighting stories of growth, ownership, and well-being in the veterinary industry and having real conversations about how we can make veterinary medicine better for everyone. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're glad you're here. If you've already been a part of our community, make sure to follow us on whatever platform you're listening from and give us a review to let us know how we're doing. We really appreciate you for coming back. To Let's Vet Together. Before we dive into our conversation today, which I am so excited, is going to focus on one of our Suveto pillars, ownership. Um, I want to turn the microphone over to Dr. Erica Esser to introduce herself, tell us a little bit about herself, and also share her favorite local or uh, just personal treat uh, as she shares a little bit about herself and um, and again, her Let's Vet Together treat of choice. So Dr. Esser, welcome to Let's Vet Together, and we'd love to hear a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Um, so I'm Dr. Erica Esser. I'm the medical director and managing partner at West Loop Veterinary Care Streeterville. Uh, we opened about a month ago, and I'm uh, Thrilled to, to be doing this interview to share some of the excitement around that. Um, I brought a treat in today, which is uh, tapped maple syrup. And it is a infused maple syrup. There's lots of different flavors. Cardamom's my favorite. And um, the reason I brought that in is because um, for a big chunk of my career, I practiced in central Wisconsin. And there are a lot of just really fantastic, thriving, um, small local businesses that um, I learned a ton from both in like the friendships I made with with the people who own and run them, as well as um, the kind of business side of, of those enterprises. And so Tapped is a great example of that. It's um, run, you know, family run, it's delicious. It's a kind of really like high-end niche product. Um, and I thought it was a, a great example of something that I personally love and also something that kind of represents the type of like strong community and um, strong local business that I, I want to represent. Well, I'm going to check that out, Dr. Esser. What do you, cardamom syrup sounds fantastic. I'm really into a, a local cardamom coffee, a coffee, a, a cardamom infused coffee with a little bit of sweet cream over ice for the summer. It's one of my favorite things. What do you put that on besides like the traditional pancakes or waffles? What have, what have you used that for? Just curious. More as one so pretty, yeah, pretty much everything. <laughs> it's good in coffee. It's good on ice cream. It's delicious in smoothies, pancakes. Um, I, I could go on and on. Um, some people use it in like alcoholic or, or mocktail type 
type drinks. Yeah. Um, probably pancakes are my main go-to, but it's very versatile. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to check it out. So, so Wisconsin to Chicago to uh, West Loop, Streeterville. Can you give us a little bit of your backstory, uh, Dr. Esser? You know, how did you find yourself as this, you know, exciting managing partner uh, of, of Streeterville that just opened? So this is just such a great time for us to reflect back to your journey to, to where you are today. Um, and we'd love to hear a little bit about, about that path. Yes, I grew up in Chicago and this is, you know, where I've now returned to. So I'm back at my roots here. And I was really brought up in a, a learning um, education-based uh, family and environment. Um, we you know, talked about business around the, the family dinner table. So um, some of the things that I, I learned growing up, I'm getting to, to apply on a day-to-day basis in my new role. Um, after I graduated from high school, I went to Cornell University and studied animal science and natural resources there. And then followed my seven-year-old dream and went on to vet school. <laughs> so fantastic. I went to the University of Wisconsin um, in Madison for vet school. Oh, fantastic. So that's how you stayed in Wisconsin then? Yes. After after vet school, I moved uh, further north. Um, I'm a woodsy type of person. So I loved being in a um, just really beautiful natural environment. And I actually started off as a large animal veterinarian, primarily focused on equine. Um, I also worked with wild bears and wild fishers and um, have some fun, fun stories there. <laughs> Probably I, would like to, I would like to hear some wild bear <laughs> stories. So we were just watching a, a fun TikTok video last night of a bear out on a putting green playing with a, a flag hole. So I'm, I'm always game for a good bear story. <laughs> well, my mine centered more around anesthesia and um, I helped some researchers with putting GPS collars and uh, conducting other, other studies with the bears. I, I ran the anesthesia for them. Oh, that's fantastic. That, that's super yeah. exciting. So large animal and bears to back to small, <laughs> small animal and, pra- and practice ownership. Uh, where did, when did that shift happen? For sure. So I really fully used my uh, DBM degree to, to its full extent. The beautiful thing is when you graduate from vet school, you have a, a license to work on any species besides humans. So I've, I've really explored that. And um, in, uh, I believe, 2014, I left large animal practice and started a year of teaching at a a veterinary technical college. So I taught vet techs for a year. And that was a super valuable experience. It kind of let me reteach myself for small animal, um, as well as really um, learning the the value of um, my, my technical colleagues and um, just really, I respect so much the schooling that they go through and the the skills that they have. So that was a, a fantastic experience. And I like to bring some of those teaching skills um, into my my current role um, as medical director and and as even previous to that as a associate veterinarian. Yeah, what a great way for you to kind of, like you said, shift back to small animal medicine in a really safe place as a mm-hmm. teacher. Um, you know, I have so many friends that are veterinarians that, you know, do worry about staying current and, and using those skills. And when you, when you go to, to make a shift, especially with the, um, the, the very overachieving, uh, personality that all veterinarians <laughs> have, um, it's nice to be able to create space for yourself to get comfortable again. And, um, that what a, what a, a great place to do it, uh, teaching, teaching technicians. So, yeah, it was a, a fantastic experience. And then I, I did transition to small animal after that. So, 
Um, I've been doing small animal practice ever since then. Um, I started up in Wisconsin at a great practice at Crinan Water Veterinary Care, which is a um, a local general general practice. But because it's in a um, had really built its reputation and was fairly isolated from other referral type institutes, we saw a lot of um, a huge range of cases. And I had fantastic mentorship there. Um, Dr. Chris Blythus was the owner and my mentor, and he just really embodies the type of leader that I want to be. He was um, carrying a wonderful mentor, really um, just ran a fantastic business. So I I hope to <laughs> work towards um, half of that as, as my goal. Um, Dr. Esser, at the time that you were working in Wisconsin and had this fantastic mentor, mm-hmm. were you starting to think about practice ownership? Like when did that, you know, really, um, has it always remained a goal of yours or when did it become a goal of yours? I'm just interested in your journey to, to, to really stepping into not just a leadership role, but an ownership role as well. Yeah, so I would say it was definitely on my mind, um, but I was also a new mother and just, um, you know, really kind of figuring out small animal practice. So it wasn't something I was ready for at that time. But like I said, even just growing up business and learning and education and um, leadership, those were dinner table conversations. And so that's something that's always been kind of in the back of my mind. And while I wasn't ready yet, um, I thankfully am now. So yeah. So, so talk to us about that. Like, when did you know you yeah. were ready? Um, you know, um, fast forward, you made your way back to Chicago and working, mm-hmm. uh, at, um, at West loop. Um, and, um, at what point did it, did it become a, um, a reality to you that you had this opportunity to become an, an owner, a managing partner in Streeterville. Um, and, you know, was that, was that a two feet in right from the beginning or did you, did you have to get comfortable with the idea of that? Just curious. Yeah. I moved back to Chicago in 2019 and joined Wesley Veterinary Care at that time. And I really admire the the practice that Dr. Gonski founded, um, the focus on growth and training and learning and high-level care um, were things that I really admired about that practice and and, and admire still. And after kind of getting my feet wet there and realizing that um, even though I was in a different city and no longer in a rural place, I I could still hold my own, that I still really um, loved, loved practice and loved growing and learning with it. I just realized that I was ready for some more leadership. And I would say it took a, a little bit of evolution and conversation back and forth uh, with Dr. Gonski. And we kind of nurtured the the idea for probably about a year. And uh, then, you know, he said he was ready to expand along with Savetto. And I was ready to to join that, that next step. Oh, it's really exciting. I mean, as our, you know, Suveto is is strong because of individuals like Dr. Gonski, you know, really, you know, leading the way and, and having phenomenal practices and developing fantastic people uh, like yourself. Um, and you know, our pillars of of ownership, growth, and well-being. Um, we we want to, you know, lean into those becoming a reality. And all of us have been so excited for you at Streeterville um, that 
that you are, you know, experiencing the, an, an ownership opportunity, uh, you know, through Westloop and and uh, alongside of Suvetto, and would love to hear what the first weeks have been like. Uh, you know, really oh, unlocking the door every day and and seeing new new uh, patients come in. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about um, you know that feeling of 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 seeing your first patients uh, at, at this location. Yeah, it's been super exciting. Even since day one, we've had clients on the books every day, uh, growing in number each day. I feel like we've really been able to uh, provide a service that was missing in this neighborhood. We're hearing from a lot of clients that they were looking for West Loop Veterinary Care service, and we're either driving over to West Loop or we're driving to other neighborhoods to try and get that level of of care, and now we're we're here in their backyard. So um, I've loved being able to to provide that that care right right here in this neighborhood. Um, definitely lots of uh, things to order. I've been astounded with the number of um, just supplies and medications, and you know all the little little details down to the you know drawer organizers and Q tips. <laughs> Absolutely, it's like it's like moving into your first apartment and realizing you know you only need a can opener every ninety days, but you're like, oh man, I don't have a can opener. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's been um, a you know small but expected challenge, and um, we've been starting the day off with uh, team huddles and really trying to establish um, a great team atmosphere and really um, you know positive culture here. So that's something that I've been really loving in these first couple of weeks. Yeah, that's fantastic. Can you tell us what what the structure of the team huddle is? Uh, how do you kick off the day? What is, what is the conversation? What is the the goal of the team huddle? And how long do they last? And and what do you all typically talk about? They're about ten to fifteen minutes, and we start with a good morning and uh, typically share any announcements from the day or for the day, anything that I have to share with the group or anything that the group would like to uh, share with the rest of the team. And then we pick a different topic each day. Sometimes it's, you know, something like, hey, how was your Memorial Day weekend? Share something fun from that. And sometimes it's a little bit more um, focused on, you know, share a story from the last week that exhibited our core values and how we saw it with the clients or um, something more specific. So I've been trying to mix it up and kind of a mix of fun and specific or or more um, focused. Fantastic. What um what has the journey been like for you, Dr. Esser, and again in the last year or two and actualizing this this ownership aspiration and and Struderville? How have you um continued to find harmony with your personal life and well being? Because I know that's something that for years, as I've worked with um with aspiring owners or current owners um you know you, you you speak about this huddle and the culture you're building with your with your team and that's a lot of work it's a lot of effort it's a lot of emotional investment um how have you intentionally taken care of your personal um you know your personal well-being and and created space for yourself there here's where i have a, a very sincere plug for Savetto and and for the partnership i have with Wesley Veterinary Care that um, I'm a single mother. I'm sort of a risk averse, not super entrepreneurial person. And I've just been so appreciative of the the partnership because there's a whole network um, sort of both internal with, with Westlake Veterinary Care, the partnership I have here, as well as with Savetto uh, to help support some of those uh, kind of mechanics behind running a practice. And so I've been able to focus on my team. I've been able to focus on 
my clients and, and patients. And I really, um, you know, kind of appreciate that, that, uh, that support system that, that I'm a part of. Um, and also I'm, I think pretty good at setting clear boundaries and, you know, here are my work hours. Of course, I'm available for, for my team by phone when things come up, but, um, when, when my day's over, I make sure that things are set to, to run without me. And, and then I go on and pick my daughter up from school and go on to the rest of our day. So I feel like I've, uh, so far been finding a good balance. I hope it can maintain that going forward. Yeah, good for you. And that was not planned, folks. We were, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, we like to focus on you know the personal and the well-being side because I, you know, it's it's in the back of everyone's mind of you know you can have really um, successful, uh, overachieving individuals, and you want to make sure that you know you're you are personally well and um, and finding some healthy balance. So um, you know, we're here for you. Dr. Esser, I think you know that. And um, and to everyone else listening out there, there's usually a team of people that are willing to help you. So ask for help and establish those healthy boundaries. So fantastic. What um what piece of advice would you give someone that that is um, you know, like you that maybe sat around the the table as a as a child talking about business, that it was always of, you know, a a dinner conversation that maybe is interested in either, you know, being an owner um completely independently or in partnership like like you have with uh with Westloop and Dr. Gramsci as well as Suveto. Um, what is that kind of, you know, rear view mirror advice that you would give someone in that in that may be thinking about that? I would say similar to what I was just mentioning that really make sure you have a, a support system in place, um, both for the business itself and also for your personal life um, so that there's kind of that that team to, to work towards the next goal with. Um, I certainly did, you know, I, I got a certificate in veterinary business and I've been doing research and learning um, to prepare myself for this, but also I feel like I have a lot to look forward to in learning and um, I realized like I don't have to know it all on day one. I can I can work towards um, learning those skills and, and building on those skills that I already have. Oh, that's great ad- advice that, you know, to, to not have to have the answers day one, that they will come to you, that you'll continue to look for resources and surround yourself with individuals that can help. And you're going to learn along the way. It's, it's, it's a continuous journey. So Dr. Esser, what are you most excited about for Streeterville's future? Like what 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 is it that now that the doors are open and it's a reality and you have your team of of um of people as well as the clients you're serving, what what excites you about the future? I'm really excited about being able to grow the practice, being able to serve more pets and people in Streeterville, um, being able to establish our reputation as a super high um, level of care for in veterinary medicine. And not only growing the team for our clients and uh, for for their pets, but also for our team here. We've got a fantastic kind of base team that's starting off the practice. And we have two more doctors joining us this summer, uh, more support team coming on as well. And I really want this to be a a place where they can grow their careers and, and personally grow. That's really exciting. Any any other things that that you would share with our listeners? Any podcasts you've listened to that you've loved, or books that you've read that you've loved um, that have motivated you along the way? Um, I am definitely a news junkie, so I listen to NPR on all my car rides. Read read the New York Times several times a day, so I like to just kind of stay um, attuned to what's going on in the world. 
Um, I do like listening to the podcast, How I Built This, and oh. that definitely is a, a relevant one for, for business. Yeah. They had a, a nice like micro series during COVID of How I Built This, uh, the Resilience uh, series. And I, I liked hearing about that because it was, you know, a lot of businesses that had gone through ups and downs or, um, you know, major challenges and how they were resilient through those through those episodes. So that's probably one of my, one of my favorites. Yeah, we are, we are, uh, we share the interest in the, in that podcast. I love that podcast. I always have, it's, it's a great one to walk to or take a car ride to. It's motivating mm-hmm. and very interesting. Uh, businesses that, that span every industry you can think of. That's what, that's why I like the diversity of, of hosts or excuse me, of guests that, that come on that show. So mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Esser, for joining us. Um, best of luck to you in everything at, at Streeterville. You are you are really a, a, a beacon of, of what we are building here at Suvato. And um, we couldn't be more uh, excited to be in partnership with you. So thank you so much for coming on Let's Bet Together. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. 